ให้To the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. Ahoy! Absolute Territory podcast, first generation host and captain of the Absolute Territory Pirates, Renu Desu. <laughs> Ahoy! Absolute Territory podcast, first generation host and first mate of the Absolute Territory Pirates, Soup Desu. <laughs> this week, at stands for Ahoy Treasure! <laughs> because this week, we're going to be talking about piracy. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into that, what have we been up to? Well, um, that is a good question because uh, I'm t- <laughs> sometimes I forget the last time that we we like talked about any anything. Um, ever <laughs> since we switched to the monthly schedule, it's obviously been a little bit um, easier on us. But it it kind of becomes a lot easier to forget what I've been up to. Uh, yeah, no, I I feel that as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not that like, not that like we're up to that much overall, right? Like we're we're still kind of holed up indoors and and all that. Right. Jazz. It's it's kind of sad that despite you know the fact that we switched to a monthly schedule, I still don't have as much going on as I did when we were talking like biweekly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of amazing. Sometimes, uh, sometimes our our previous pace has just astonished me. Anyway, um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been up to, like, this, this and that here and there. Uh, mm. I got new switches for my keyboard, and I, I, I swapped them out, and now I have a, a, a shiny new keyboard sound, which is uh, exciting. Oh. It's much louder than it used to be, but it also is uh, very nice, very nice to type on, very nice to, to listen to. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Um, I posted some pictures of it on, on Twitter, but... Yeah, yeah unfortunately. You you mm-hmm. kind of like have a passion for keyboards and customizing them, right? Like, well, I, I unfortunately, like... yes. Um, <laughs> the, like this is this is the kind of thing about keyboards, which is that uh, yeah. you you buy like one mechanical keyboard, and then suddenly you fall down this rabbit hole where you're just like, okay, but like, I need this and this and this, <laughs> and like like I, I I need this case to be made of of solid aluminum. I need there to oh. be perfect stabilizers so that the the long keys aren't rattling. I I, I, need, I need a hot swap PCB so that I can move my switches in and out at at will uh, on a dime. I don't know I... what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so um unfortunately uh unfortunately 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 I do enjoy <laughs> keyboards. Uh it's mm. it's actually a terrible terrible hobby. I don't I don't recommend anybody ever do this to their life really? because um keyboards are so expensive. <laughs> Like when you buy when you like kind of get into it and you buy like a you know uh like a seventy hundred dollar like gaming keyboard that has like mechanical switches you're like oh good. I mean yeah like this is pretty expensive for like a keyboard um but you know for for what is uh, a more pleasant typing experience you know uh, it's one of those things where like your hands are so valuable that anything is is really worth it it's kind of like buying a, a chair or a bed right you want it to be kind of nice because you want that experience to not be be terrible since you're going to be doing so much of it right because we, right. we spend so much of our lives typing um correct 
Unfortunately, when you go a little bit, like, beyond that, you slip into, like, rabbit hole territory <laughs> where, like, people are, like, because um, this is the thing about keyboards is that keyboards, despite being, like, quite quite a popular hobby, um, are still very, like, they're not very, like, corporatized, I guess I guess you could say. Um, the only, like, really okay. big kind of corporation behind, like, keyboard stuff at all is is like drop which you know formerly known as mass drop drop but you know they they started their website as like a as a group by website which is what most keyboard things are nowadays right it's very like small this is kind of a funny way to say it, but it's a very farm to table operation <laughs> where like <laughs> for <you> keyboards <laughs> yeah right the, the <laughs> organically grown keyboards no gmos <laughs> But yeah, they basically um, have like, they, they run group buys, which are kind of like Kickstarters, except for you know you're going to get something. It's not like um, this is how we, how we fund it. It's just like this is a thing that is going to happen. Um, we're just gauging who like wants to be a part of it, right? And the more you know, people chip in and you know, buy into the, the thing, the more things that come out, right? Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part about this is that... Um, <laughs> It means that keyboards are such a, like, ridiculously, like, time-limited, exclusive, like, terrible thing. It's like buying concert tickets where you have to, like, you have to, like, hunch outside the website for, like, four hours, and you're just waiting for the, like, moment that it, like, comes up so that you can be like, so that buy it before the inevitable kind of stock just runs out and, you know, you have, like, three minutes to do it. And, like, it's all all terrible. It's all terrible. And it means that, like, if you ever want to buy something that is, like, not on a group buy um, at the moment, you have to pay, like, out the wazoo for it because it's it's off season Mm. basically people are like Mm. aftermarket buying it's like the it's like the um the new nvidia cards people just like immediately snatched all of them up and have started to like kind of scalp them for a lot um a a lot higher price Um, right it's funny because keyboard sometimes really feels like playing the stock market in an unfortunate (laughs) way um that being said (laughs) there are very like decently affordable options like the keyboard i have is is in terms of a quote-unquote customizable keyboard very very cheap right um like my keyboard was probably like 180 dollars which is expensive for a keyboard or expensive for like a peripheral kind of unless you really want to get into like hobby stuff but very very cheap for something that um has a hot swappable pcb which means that you can just put switches in and out otherwise um you would have to solder it and desolder it every time Hmm. um so this is a very handy thing to have. The only thing is, um, I have exactly one issue with this keyboard, which is that w- <laughs> sometimes it will short out um, and stop working. Um, oh. But I've isolated the problem to, I think, I think it only happens when it gets above like 83 degrees in my room, because oh. I think some of the parts are expanding and like making contact with parts that they shouldn't be. Uh, cause it's, you know, it's, it's a metal like chassis. Um, it's a metal Uh case and, Uh um, inside there's a lot of like wires and stuff. So like, I bet it's getting too hot. Something is expanding and touching something and it's shorting it. And that's why it takes forever to unshort itself. Um, That's so unfortunate because you live in the desert. (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, we have air conditioning though, so it's not like the worst. Um, sure, but... (laughs) It's it's a little obnoxious, and it means I have to keep a yeah. second keyboard on hand just in case this what one is- shorts, um, which completely defeats the point of having a yeah, keyboard. Anyway, it um, it's terrible because I've been falling deeper and deeper into this rabbit hole, so like now I want to use this keyboard as my like travel keyboard, as if anybody does any traveling whatsoever anymore, and then I want to get a- another keyboard 
that I can use as my home keyboard that maybe won't do the <laughs> shorting thing, which is actually kind of the big thing that I, I'm really like more worried about, right? Yeah, um, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so now I'm looking at other keyboards and I've fallen deeper and deeper into this hobby and it's like, I will probably get to right before I have to start soldering things. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> which is not really much better, to be perfectly honest. No. But yeah. So don't don't get into keyboards, uh, kids, because wow. it is it is a deep dark hole, and you will end up spending hundreds of dollars on things you almost certainly do not need. Um, yeah, as far as as far as like peripherals go, the most expensive hobby by far is is audio equipment like you will go oh sure forever with audio equipment you could easily spend thousands of dollars on audio equipment but like keyboards are pretty rough sometimes like keyboards can like i've seen keyboards that cost like 1200 to 2000 dollars, and it's like oh wow oh i don't know about that one (laughs) chief um obviously some people also like commission other people to to make them and and obviously that that plays a part in it um many of the parts are are kind of limited as i've said uh, right and all that kind of stuff like it's very very like it, it it's a very local community right um yeah. in, in a in a weird sense it's a very farm to table as, as i mentioned um mm-hmm. because essentially like these these things are just like you know a bunch of people band together to get something made <laughs> and then they put it inside of a box they put on their desk to communicate so anyway um so <laughs> yeah. uh yeah uh aside from that i have um I oh that's right I went on that trip uh which was yeah. actually very funny um this, this is really really funny so I went up um on my trip to like a secluded mountain cabin and yes <laughs> we went up just as the air quality um down here got really bad right mm. it was like orange red sky like end of the world like Blade Runner filter <laughs> bad it was right. Like, like if you know anything about air quality index it was probably it was like 230 plus which is mm-hmm. like really like you should not be outside for any 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 amount of time whatsoever right. without like you know an n95 on um right. and even even then you kind of want to minimize the time you spend outside um mm-hmm. but we went up like just as as that hit where where we live um like really hardcore and then um, we came down just as the air quality in the mountains became really bad. Oh, that so timing, we, though. We literally <laughs> somehow timed it perfectly so that yeah. like, even though the air quality was not ideal up there, like some, some sure. I think the worst day was like about 150, which is like, uh, you don't really want to be outside for, for too long. Um, mm-hmm. it, will, it will actively smell smoky outside. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we somehow managed to skirt the worst of it. We also managed to skirt the worst of the heat wave. Um, it legit got to like 110 degrees down here where I live. Um, <laughs> like on the day or two after I left, which is, whew, I'm really glad I skipped out. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad for your health and your lungs that uh <laughs> yeah, you were able yeah. to to kind of like thread the needle there. <laughs> right. It was kind of unfortunate cuz like, you know, we we went up to a lake and we wanted to do some swimming in the lake, um but sure. we got minimal swimming done. We did get some done, which was very nice, um but mm. because of the smoke, it was not advisable to be outside exercising for long periods of time, and Aww. also because of the smoke, it was much colder actually than um it oh. traditionally is, right? So like it drops the temperature by a couple degrees, and um, it's it's kind of noticeable when you're like it's like seventy five out or whatever, right? Instead sure. of like eighty, 
Um, cause like, yeah. you know, 80 is like, ah, it's a nice like temperature outside to like, you know, uh, be warm enough that I would be compelled to go swimming in a cold, cold lake. Um, mm. and, and like, it's the difference between that and, well, I mean, it's not really that hot out. Like I could live without dunking my body into ice cold water. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> which was kind of, a, kind of unfortunate cause we wanted to do some more swimming, but like it just, you know, we, could, we just couldn't make it happen. Um, but that's okay. We, we had a great time. We okay. cooked a ton of food. Oh, God, we ate so much food. Oh, food. We had uh, we had Korean barbecue two different nights. Um, at oh home, my God, that's great. Uh, yeah, uh, we had hamburgers one one night. We had steak mm. one night. We had mm-hmm. um, we had curry one night. Obviously, you can't have a, mm. a camping trip uh, or a pseudo camping trip without curry. Like curry. that's just illegal, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was very fun. It it was like a really nice, like little little one week getaway to like not have to deal with your parents and your family, and just being kind of a close proximity to other human beings that aren't your family. Um, for, for <laughs> um, and on the bright side, we all came down and we're all fine. So, okay. no one has died yet. Um, obviously, well- you know, uh. Obviously, you know, like you should minimize the amount of contact you you have with uh, other people who are not living inside your your house. But um, it was very very nice to kind of take my mind off of. Everything. Yeah, I mean, you guys you guys did it. It sounds like as safely as you could. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Um. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta leave the residence to to get out of the cabin fever mindset <laughs> right we have to we have to get into a cabin to get out of the cabin fever um, yeah right very exactly weird, very paradoxical <laughs> um yeah it's funny like because we couldn't go outside we just stayed inside and played a lot, lot lots of like games like i played a lot of minecraft and oh. I, I started playing a different uh mobile game that had just launched pretty recently called lord of heroes um mm. which is actually pretty good shockingly um you can tell it is a a small team that does not have a lot of budget um but Mm -hmm. it's actually honestly like one of the better mobile games i've played um having played Mm. most of the kind of like you know um big ones at at one point or another right i've played like azure Mm -hmm. lane and i've played girls frontline uh i I still actively play grand blue fantasy obviously um i dabbled a little Mm -hmm. in uh, in Sinnoh alice and um uh, and that kind of stuff, but yeah. yeah, it's pretty good actually. Um, honestly, I was surprised at how good it was. Like, we only started playing because my uh, one of my friends was like really hyped about the game because it's made by a Korean studio, and okay. so they they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've I've been waiting for like the global release of this. Um, it seems really cool. Uh, we could we could all play together." And it's like, okay, that's, mm-hmm. that sounds like fun. Um, it's like a turn based strategy, and um, it's kind of like Fire Emblem, but like mixed with like a like a like Final Fantasy, um, but it has like a lot of other stuff in it that makes it feel like um, all the character. Okay, I swear, Renee, if you look through the character designs for this game, you will mm-hmm. not be able to link any of them to like the same game, right? Like, even <laughs> though the art, even though the art style is the same, they all look like they come from different games, right? Like some of them, what? Look like they, some of them look like they come from like Grand Blue Fantasy. Some of them look like they came from like Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, but then you have some guys that look like they ca- they stream straight from like Cyberpunk 2077 or like Arknights, and you're like, what is happening? Why does that person have a gun? <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, no, no. Um, so the character design is is interesting. Um, okay. And they have uh, like their kind of stated design goal is to be like more inclusive and like less stereotypical about their character design, which is really neat and cool. They have a lot of like you know cool female characters. They have um, varying skin tones. It's 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 all pretty cool, especially coming from like uh, a an East Asian like developer. And mm. uh, the stories actually pretty good i won't say what happens um in the last like chapter of of normal mode uh because it's fucking wild okay Mm -hmm. um but you know just just in case i'll give it a month in case anybody actually wants to to try picking up and playing it um obviously i won't spoil a game that's been out for like you know three weeks or whatever um but yeah i I'm actually a big fan of it, and it, the unfortunate thing about it is, like, the global release obviously did not have a ton of resources behind it. Uh, they only have normal mode translated, and normal, hard, and extreme mode all have different stories attached to them, sort hmm. of. Um, but okay. the hard and extreme modes... Actually, it's funny because the hard mode is not translated into English, but the extreme mode isn't out in Korean either. You can just play through those levels, though. Uh. Yeah, yeah, so... um. There's some kind of sh- shenanigans going on uh, yeah. in regards to to why that that is uh, mm-hmm. possibly the case, or like why it is possible that 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 can be the case. Um, but it has to do with kind of the premise of the game that um, you get some quite shocking revelations about uh, in the last chapter too. But like as far as an RPG uh, or as far as a mobile game story goes, it is really strong actually for mm. um, a game that actually like that has very few chapters out i should say um Mm -hmm. i was very impressed overall like some games take a little bit of time to get into like i as much as i love grand blue fantasy my god the first like 50 chapters of the story are such a slog (laughs) it is it is rough and i mean (laughs) it it plays off of that very well later but like it's like one piece where like you know you're like 400 (laughs) chapters in and like something from chapter like three gets brought up and you're like oh that's really cool but you're like did i really have to go through 300 chapters to get there (laughs) um right right, so but yeah lord of lord of heroes actually surprisingly cool it's um it's animated uh the like art style of the game itself like what it looks like in game looks a lot like ruby but like Hmm. more polished okay like if season one of ruby had like an actual like team behind it and it wasn't you know a complete mess uh, as much as i obviously <laughs> like love ruby um and wish it was good uh <laughs> um, so it's like 3d with cell shading kind of deal yeah yeah it's like it's like okay. cell shade 3d um but the models actually look surprisingly good like they're very simple okay. but they're very charming and they have like mm. really nice like little character details um mm. but it looks a lot like ruby like the art style is very okay. ruby-esque which actually is sure. like kind of a draw for me i kind of like that um mm. But yeah, so that is that is about all I've been up to. What what have you been up to right now? Uh let's see. I I guess the, the biggest thing that's happened over the past month is um while we were you you might have like seen this on Twitter, but while we were clearing out our back garden, um we incidentally uh cut a couple branches that were hanging over our fence from our neighbor's yard. And it turns out that they were poison ivy. <laughs> oh, no. What? I didn't hear about this at all. Okay. Well, now I guess I'll tell you now. <laughs> Holy. 
And so the thing is, is that my roommate was the one who cut down the branches because um, I was kind of like clearing out the, the ground beneath because we wanted to plant some hydrangeas there. Um, and so uh, we uh, he cut them down and then we set them aside. Um, and then the next day, his entire body was covered in red rashes. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Like, all, like, Literally half of his face was swollen and his eye was swollen shut and then his neck was a bright red and just like his whole body was oh, it was it was no. so awful. And <laughs> and because we didn't know at the time of like him um you know cutting the branches and and you know whatever the oil spread inside our house oh. and so then I gradually started getting <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and so he had it really bad for like a straight week, um, like unable to sleep, just itching constantly. We, of course, got like calamine lotion and stuff like that to try and, and mitigate it. But it was horrible. Uh, and basically, the only way to really alleviate the itching would be to get, um, you know, shot like steroid shots, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, health insurance being what it is, it would have cost maybe a lot <laughs> to, yeah, to have that yeah, done obviously for, way too much for him yeah uh so um he just kind of decided to to bear with it and um i told him like if you have any kind of respiratory problems we're going to the er immediately like i'm not gonna risk your throat closing up to uh save on some money and so thankfully that didn't happen um his infection has uh, by now, uh, mostly scabbed over and dried out, and so he's good. Um, mine is like mine was kind of weird. It just rather than a full outbreak at once, it's just slowly been growing over time. So oh. it's also been slowly dying off. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Our hydrangeas look great. They're okay, they're planted well, in the I'm corner. Gl- I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you at least got that the, what you set out yeah. to do done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. That's um, a lot. In- <laughs> Hold on. So like, so like, was was that like it, it? Surely wasn't grown on purpose, right? It was just overgrowing. Like, no, like yes. your neighbor's oh, not just oh, like God. some some weirdo that grows poison ivy. Oh no no no. And and it's so bizarre. Okay, so apparently our neighbors they don't take very good care of their backyard and previously our landlord has had to call HOA on them for having like oh. a junk pile in their in their yard, right? Yikes. And okay, so, yeah. Um we uh when he looked up, you know, what poison ivy looks like and and stuff like that. He looks over and he sees that this tree because we were trimming it because we thought that they were little, you know, offshoots of tree branches, but actually it was the poison ivy had grown alongside this tree and reaches uh, a good like two stories tall. It's just poison ivy covering this tree and then at the yikes. very tippy top, you can see the actual foliage of the tree, which is a very different like dark green color compared to the bright green of the ivy and it's horrifying. <laughs> yikes. Oof, terrible, terrible, yeah. terrible. We have a tree of poison ivy right next to our fence on our neighbor's side, and so we eventually managed to get into contact with our neighbors because they're kind of, they're kind of like they don't come out like at all. Uh huh. Um, so it was a tricky thing just trying to like talk with them, but eventually um, my roommate did, and 
told them about the issue and they were like, yeah, we're we're aware of it. Obviously, we don't want to deal with it ourselves. So we have a yard guy who comes like once a week to like take care of like our yard and stuff like that. Um, and so apparently they put something on it now that we told them that we really want them to put something on it and, and get rid of it. Uh-huh. Uh, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it will begin to die off and we won't have to worry about it anymore. But it's, yeah, <laughs> it's an issue. <laughs> Yow, yowza. <laughs> yowza. Uh, yeah, but in um, opposite of California news, it's been raining a lot here. Wow, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're we're in hurricane season and you're in fire season. (laughs) Right, we haven't seen water in in age. Oh, that's right, you're in Texas. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, lordy. Yeah, I know somebody else from Texas who was talking about like, yeah, there's like two mega hurricanes that are just going (laughs) to slam into Texas. Don't worry, I'm not far enough like on the coast to like worry about, but like, uh, wow. Yeah. Sure. um, Yeah. It sure does kind of feel like, uh, sure does, you know, Randy, I don't, I don't know if you've been feeling this, um, this particular year, <laughs> but like, do you ever feel like, I, I also don't know like what kind of, what kind of upbringing you had, obviously. Um, but when I was, when I was but a, a wee, a wee little child, um, yes. I, I grew up and I went to Sunday school, every school, uh, every uh, yes. Sunday and, yes. you know, we would you learn about all the, the normal things. Um, and, and also we would learn about how, uh, Moses was like, Hey, Pharaoh, you want to let my people go? And, uh, he was like, mm, nah, bruv. And then God was <laughs> like, what if I just do terrible things to your <laughs> land until you, you, you like concede? And it really like, at what point do you think that the Egyptians were, were like, Hey, are we being punished for something? Um, <laughs> and and not just like this, just not just like ah, you know, you know what they say, uh, uh-huh. uh the minus one thousand BCE. Am I right? Right? <laughs> like at I what mean, point? Yeah. At what point did they yeah. stop just kind of blaming the occurrence of the year and and more just like the the terrible mismanagement of your country from the top down? Just a thought. Uh, uh, no, no yeah, related reasons, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. But you know, it's all fake news. It's fine. You know, yeah. like, whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you were drowning, and we are <laughs> on fire actively. <laughs> uh, the year it's twenty twenty. Am I right? Yeah, it's it's because it's twenty twenty. That's all. yeah. Right, right. You know, Nothing. Bad it'll it'll possibly. end as soon as the year crosses over as soon as you know january 1st hits we're, we're fine we're in the clear personally i i'm my uh sort of foresight on this matter is um 2021 will start and like it's just it's over it's and en- it's end of us days. <laughs> it's end like, game <laughs> it's right right this is like this is when like uh god sends the angels down with their feet made of fire oh, and swords made of literal death and this is when like uh, I don't know. <laughs> Godzilla rises from the ocean to oh, tackle the, the the meteor that's like yeah, man. pounding down upon us yeah, as man. we backslide into authoritarianism, right? Um, yeah. I you know what? Godzilla can kill fascists. That's that's my belief. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then they'll make an anime out of it. It'll be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, lordy. Um, yeah. 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 I just All right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, 
you know, speaking of anime. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I guess I guess topic. do you wanna do you wanna talk about our topic? Yeah. yeah. I suppose so. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, yeah, now that uh-huh. everybody is sort of spending time indoors all the time, or at the very least you should be, even though like oh my god. I I like literally can't stop thinking about the fact that like, you know, we we are all obviously kind of staying indoors as, as much as possible so that we can uh, mitigate the the spread of uh, a, mm-hmm. a deadly pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, <laughs> it really just kind of feel like it's just it's <laughs> okay. Doom, doom over. Let's talk about piracy. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. <laughs> you you worked it out. <laughs> yeah. No, I I have to work through my internal feelings of dread and doom every day okay. to just wake up in the morning. So there you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's talk about piracy, which is a thing that is quite relevant sort of always to, um, really any kind of media consumption landscape. Mm -hmm. Um, this was obviously, you know, a big deal in like 2008 or whatever. Um, it was obviously a big deal when it, this was a debate that kind of happened over, uh, manga translations when those started to get kind of picked up by, by publishers or companies started to... Mm -hmm get founded yeah. for for that express purpose and you know it was a topic of quite some controversy recently um and i have to admit i'm not super well versed on the debate itself um but the internet archive basically was just like hey uh here's a bunch of like stuff you can look at and people were like yo that's pirated stuff and like my stuff is in there and if you read it there like it's going to actively hurt me um and so obviously this is like something that is always a little bit contentious and you're never really sure who believes what because it's it is one of those things where like you know somebody who otherwise would normally agree with you on most things would will suddenly come out and just be like well no i don't think i don't think anyone should ever pirate anything um and i i guess i should probably say outright like my stance uh generally speaking is that I think that piracy is a necessary stopgap in our society and will continue to be for the foreseeable future for various reasons that we will obviously get into in, in the course of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I tend to think that Renu would probably agree with me here. I, I, yeah. Considering yeah. the <laughs> notes that I'm, I'm looking at, it, it seems you're pretty po- uh, pro-piracy uh, in, in that regard. Um, we are not encouraging you to go pirate things oh no actively um yeah what you kind of do with your media consumption and the sort of legality surrounding that is your own choice and we are not encouraging one way right or another. It's, it's just a sense of like if we don't necessarily want piracy to exist but it kind of has to at this right state in the game yeah so yeah um, let's i mean so, let's let's get into yeah. it right so yeah piracy so what 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 is piracy i mean if you you know didn't grow up on on the internet maybe maybe you don't know but uh you wouldn't pirate a car would you you wouldn't download a car or a pizza (laughs) um yeah so piracy is basically anytime you you use a uh paralegal channel to uh obtain something right so like if you go and you watch an episode of a television show on youtube that somebody has ripped and put online that is Obviously not where the creators of that piece of media intended for it to end up, but um, watching it on YouTube is is an act of piracy. So, right, you know, you're illegally kind of distributing talking. it without the express permission of the uh, creators right. of the media. Right. Um, 
And I guess like we'll we'll just start by talking about like streaming services because obviously, you know, back when back when we were uh, watching anime on, on three parts uh, on on YouTube that were like fan subbed <laughs> or whatever, it yeah, was actually physically impossible to to get that stuff legally in in the United States without just yes. um like profound amounts of technical expertise and knowledge, right? right? Like you would first have right. to know Japanese and then you would have yep. to be able to find a way to import like a, a you know, you know, videotape or like a, a DVD or, a, or even a Blu-ray. Right. Um, and then you would have to watch it and also understand it. So right. there, mm-hmm. there are a lot of, and like the thing is like Blu-rays aren't like unlimited either. Um, they have stock to them. And so they sometimes run out of stock uh, and mm-hmm. people don't want to make, terrible exorbitant they don't want to pay exorbitant shipping fees for like this little flimsy disc of stuff so in recent years uh streaming services have gotten fairly robust um as with most sort of things but like you can buy things officially on youtube you can buy the promare movie officially on youtube and it'll just be tied to your account for the rest of time maybe uh hopefully (laughs) um but like yeah so like streaming services are are all over the place now, right? Like we we used to not yes. have anything, but now we have like yes. Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Funimation and Crunchyroll, obviously, uh, in in, mm-hmm. in the sort of anime sphere, um, amongst many other sites. Um, and the question is, do we need piracy now that all of these streaming sites exist? And you know, my my sort of response to that is pretty straightforward and obvious. Like, yeah, we we still obviously need piracy, right? <laughs> Like, we might be a little biased, but uh, we, yeah, we might be a little biased. But like, I I promise you, like, as people who run an anime podcast, who try their darn, I promise you, we try so hard to get things officially. We do. Um, whenever possible, like we we even like you know ask you for for Patreon money to like continue to stay subscribed to these these things because you know. You might find our content valuable. You might find our insight into shows valuable, um, which for, I mean, obviously like that, that makes me happy, but like, I don't think that a human being should have to pay 50 to 60 (laughs) plus dollars a month just to keep up with like four anime shows. Do you know what I mean? Like no human being should have to do that. You are correct. <laughs> like, that's just not reasonable. But it's the model that we have right now because, like, streaming right. is, is rapidly becoming just cable again where you have to buy cable packages, yes. right? And, and Right, and the thing is, is that even though cable, granted, would run you about that much, right, 50 to $60 per month depending on your plan, even the most basic plan would have, you know, a handful of channels with multiple shows on them that you could just watch yeah, versus, yeah. you know, uh, if you have a handful of shows on uh, um, like a handful of anime shows, you have to go and find what streaming service offers it, oh. subscribe to that service and then maintain your subscription to that My service God. among others. And it's crazy how inconvenient it's, it is. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible, right? Because like the thing about the thing about streaming services is that we have reached and this is this is like the thing, right? About this is the yeah. the point of the podcast where I'm I obviously have to point at, at capitalism and say like this is obvious. capitalism. This is obviously ridiculous <laughs> and bad, right? But like, legitimately speaking, like 
we we are at a point where like shows are getting so exclusive to certain like uh platforms and so like god this this is terrible where like um licensing is so terrible i hate licensing so much it's one of maybe the worst things we've ever invented and obviously we did it for for a good reason right because it is and like we should make this very clear is like we are very pro arts so like we are very Mm -hmm. for the idea that people are getting compensated for their work right and part of that Mm -hmm. and part of the problem people have with piracy is that it, it circumvents that you know even yes. if people are experiencing the thing that somebody made, because they're not doing it through the official channels, they're not going to, like, boost the numbers. Uh, they might boost online discussion for sure, right? Like, that's kind of, like, unquestionably, like, that is a benefit. Um, it's not a measurable one, though, and we'll never be able to measure it, really, unless we just ask everybody who ever has an opinion about an anime, hey, did you pirate this, right? Um, and so, like, you, you can obviously boost on the discussion, but if you're not, like, buying something, if you're not, pay, like, buying something that is paying into it, and if you're not, you know, buying something, um, uh, or if you're not just getting eyes on the, the official sort of channels, then people are going to not be as inclined to trust it or uh, back it, right? So, like, financially speaking, you know, what usually would get you like another season might not because of uh because of all of the sort of illicit views even though people are 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 talking a lot about your show um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's not the problem with that is that it's it's always been one of those nebulous unmeasurable things right we'll never know one way or another if piracy hurts or helps a a um a series or, or a piece of media and we might have opinions about whether it does or not but like tangibly it is very difficult to to trace that, like, materially speaking. Um, all that being said, uh, like, my goodness, streaming services are so terrible, right? Because, like, all of them have, like, one license to, like, one show or, like, two shows. <laughs> and they, right. s- they try to snipe the most anticipated shows, too. Yes. Which is why yes. you will always get, like, Netflix takes probably, like, the biggest one and just, like, <laughs> snipes it. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're not going to see this for like three or four months. So just kind of kind of deal. Right. Um, yeah. And Crunchyroll will usually like pick up like, you know, two ish big ones and then like a couple of like B tier ones. Right. And, and like mm-hmm. they'll they'll try to do that. Uh, Funimation has started to pick up um, a lot of steam with with the shows that they license. Um, Specifically, uh, the thing I'm thinking of recently is um, uh, Toilet Bound Hanakakun was uh, technically oh. Funimation. Although, oh. um, and we'll talk about Hulu after, after but like, um, uh, and uh, Decadence, right? What's mm. interesting is that Hulu appears to be a, um, I don't actually know why this is the case, but a lot of Funimation shows end up on Hulu. I don't know if they are owned by like oh. a parent company uh, mm-hmm. or if. Hulu is just really good at getting like secondary licenses that let them stream shows that are otherwise licensed by like a, a, a you know a company like mm. Funimation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like Funimation does have some amount of claim to this because they do dub, like they're a dubbing company, kind of first right, and foremost, right? Um, right. But at the same time, like one of the best time like periods to watch anime streaming wise was when Funimation and Crunchyroll basically let you watch the same catalog together, uh, whether on Crunchyroll or on Verve or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because suddenly you had access to the majority of the mostly anticipated shows 
for the price of one streaming service, which is fantastic, oh. right? And this is this is the kind of thing where it's like, okay, um, maybe capitalism is like doing something like as intended, right? Uh, maybe it is is spurring innovation and competition, and then you see what that eventually leads to, which is that like everybody just starts their own streaming platform, right? Like if you're Disney, yes. why would you ever license your media <laughs> out if you have so much money, if you have more money than God, and you can just make your own <laughs> streaming service and charge people forty dollars to see Mulan, the terrible live action remake? Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I watched other people watch it, though. I watched. I, watched I, other I have watched it. reviews yeah. of it because I, I wanted oh to see boy, what they would think. Oh boy, zest, zesty. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so, spicy. So, uh, yeah, like, you're just going to get to a point where big companies with a lot of money are just going to snipe the things that they want, right? And that yes. is a problem for multiple reasons. Because, first of all, it means that people are not going to be able to watch everything that they want to on one platform right which is just not mm-hmm. it's just not convenient right and, and like right. you know you kind of you get it it's a business model right that's how they they right. try to get customers um but it means that as as somebody who watches a lot of anime you're kind of shafted you're on you're on the terrible end of the stick you're not getting a better product in any respect you're just having people divvy things up like it's kind of sorry it's kind of like gerrymandering where like instead of like really having a choice about anything, people are just kind of divvying you up and or, or like, you know, it's like Internet companies, right? Like ISPs, like Internet Service Providers, where they're like, well, if I just like never enter this area, you just never enter this area. And like we, we just shake on it. And all of a sudden they have a de facto monopoly, right? This is like the opposite, right? This is where everybody has like a little bit of something that you want. And so you have to like split your money this many ways to get it, which is just awful because it's like. It doesn't feel very good to pay, like, $5 a month just to watch, like, one show. Um, it never feels good, obviously, to do that. But, like, especially if you want to keep up with kind of a lot of, a lot of stuff. And that's something that we're always a little bit conscious of when we're talking about anime, which is, like, this is, like, you know, part of the reason we complain about, you know, Netflix jail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it is hard to watch anime. It is harder to watch anime now than it, like, has any right to be if you want to go through the official channels because they exist, Correct. but they're obnoxious. And yes, the second big problem is that it means that smaller shows don't get picked up, right? Because nobody yep. wants them, right? Yep. And so it means that like weirder stuff, more experimental stuff, um, stuff that is maybe not necessarily like um, done by Japanese studios doesn't really get picked up and so Mm -hmm. even if you want to watch those things you still have to go out and pirate them it's not possible to watch them in any legal capacity unless you go out and you buy a blu-ray afterwards and i i I cannot stress this enough we cannot have buying blu-rays be the solution to anime (laughs) i like we cannot have that be the case we have streaming technology for for a reason Right. <laughs> like, that is, is not the, the way that technology is advancing. <laughs> it is fine to buy a Blu-ray of something for one reason or another, right? To support it, to show sure. support, to like, you know, yeah. um, show some uh, support for the studios or the animators. And, you know, it's very well another thing just to have to buy it for like, you know, $20, $30, $40 plus shipping f- f- just to watch it, right? And it might not even right. be good, right? Right. And, like, right, exactly. <laughs> and and sure, there is a little bit of, you know, is is that kind of entitlement to media? Are we entitled to media? Um, and the answer is like, well, no, 
but is is what I would say, mm-hmm. right? We we are not entitled to 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 like see media ever, right? It's not it's not like a a right that we have that we we get to watch something, right? Um sure. because because it's entertainment, right? But at the same yeah. time, I would say um that doesn't mean I can't complain about the fact that it costs like $40 for a Blu-ray, right? Like <laughs> there are very few people who can afford to watch anime like that. And I don't think anybody does really, right? Like the thing about Blu-rays is sure, that is fine. It's an official channel. It supports the developers uh, or um, the, um, sorry, the <laughs> I'm thinking about video games. Um, it supports the, the, studios directly um because it's a sale but at the same time people in japan just get to watch it on tv and like we don't like we get it through streaming sites because that's how that's how we get stuff broadcast to us yeah and like uh i don't know it's just a little shit that like we have the capability to spread art and we just choose not to because it would lose us money you know what i mean yes like no, we obviously don't have a right to see a specific piece of media, but like, also, like, why aren't we just doing this in a better way in the first place? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with advocating for something a bit better, a bit more convenient, a bit more like bang for your buck for the people who nowadays we spend more and more time consuming digital media. Right. So it uh, it makes sense that we would want to have that in as best a package as possible. And so when we have these companies that try and divvy it up for capital gains and whatnot, rather than actually competing with each other to create better services, that's a huge problem. Right. We're not getting the same product but better from these different companies. We're getting different products. Like these different shows, you don't you don't go and find I don't know, like, there's, it's not like there's an alternate version of My Hero Academia on, on other streaming services right. if, yeah. if it's offered exclusively on one, right? You want to watch that show specifically, and so it, it just doesn't make sense to divvy up the content that way. Right. And in, in, as a result, it, it holds us back from actually having competent streaming sites. We're always talking oh, about how oh janky my. they are, like especially Funimation. Oh, <laughs> if I had a dime for every time Funimation's like, here's the thing. Here's a here's a like short list of complaints of Funimation's website that I can just like nail off the top of my head. There you go. One, the forward and backwards buttons on like the episode list don't work. They just don't work. Like. <laughs> I don't know if it is a problem with, like, an ad block I have or whatever. Like, we're subscribed to Funimation, so it's not like we're going to get ads anyway. Um, I don't know if it's a problem with the ad block or, like, some of my script blockers. But, like, those buttons, like, legitimately don't work. Like, <laughs> the, the volume button is very difficult to manage because it, like, only shows up if you click it, not if you hover over it. Which means you have to yes. mute the show and then you mute it. You have to mute it before you can show. adjust the volume. <laughs> It's not responsive at all. So, like, sometimes it will not, like, show you that, like, the show itself is, is muted. So you have to just click the button until you figure out if sound is coming out or not. Uh, there's no, like, real playlist functionality, which is terrible for, you know, something where you might want to, like, skip forward um, between episodes, etc. It's less 
less of a problem than like say on YouTube, but like still kind of just irksome. Um, there's not really an easy way to navigate the video pages either. So if you click the like, you know, the page for the thing, um, you would have to click. So because the, the forward and backwards buttons don't work, right? You would have to click the, the actual name of the series and then scroll yes. down. And then you would have to hit another menu, like another scroll menu to hit season two if you're watching season two. And then yes. you would have to find the episode. That was That's terrible. I it, it was literally when we were watching Melancholy of Harry Suzumiya that I I had grossly underestimated how many episodes we had to watch because <laughs> it was hidden in a scroll yeah. menu. The other half of the episodes were hidden. I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, Renny got hit me? with Renny got hit with five <laughs> extra episodes that she was not oh. expecting. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. But and also like, I would have completely missed them otherwise. You know, right. if, if if Soupy hadn't told me, I wouldn't have known about them. Yeah, yep, yep. If we had not sat down to watch it together, you would not have known. Which, I mean, yes. to be fair, it's Endless 8, so, like, that wouldn't have been the worst. You would have just been a little confused <laughs> when, I, when I was, like, you would have just been a I mean, little was, confused <laughs> when I was, like, was ah. season two as well, but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, these sites suck, actually. Like, consistently yeah. speaking, the site that, like, is still the best watching experience, in my opinion, is, is still Netflix. Like, it still is just the one that works because they made it work to begin with and they haven't really right. messed with it since. I mean, okay, Netflix has some other problems um, where because of their binge format, they uh, will sometimes auto-skip openings for you yeah. and auto-skip mm -hmm. endings for you, which is annoying if you watch anime because, like, openings and endings are part of the experience of watching an anime. Um, mm -hmm. Which is, sure, a kind of minor complaint and you can, like, get around it, but, like, it... it Makes it a little harder to just kind of auto-watch all of it. Um, I wish there was some fine-tuning that you could do in that regard. But, like, still, you know, ne the Netflix video player takes up the whole window. It will resize automatically. Like, it, all of the buttons work. It's actually a solid streaming site. It, it works, right? It and works. And so that's why it's terrible that the, the thing about Netflix is that they just refuse to simulcast anime. <laughs> It's like, ah, you were almost the best of the anime viewers. Like, Crunchyroll is okay. Um, the, like, tracking for where you are in an episode is a little janky sometimes. And yeah. They changed the, uh, the way your queue works, um, which is, like, the list of, like, shows you have pinned, basically. With that, I, I really don't agree with the way that they changed that, because it basically makes it so that um, it only tracks it by the most recently interacted with instead of being able to be I don't know, a list oh. that you could customize yourself. I, I, I don't know really? why, but that just seems more intuitive to me. So, like, why they, would you change wait. it to for the worse? <laughs> they, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I had no, no idea it's, they it's did terrible. this. It's terrible. This stuff sucks, <laughs> right? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> one, of, one, of the, uh, one of the better ones, I would say, nowadays is, is High Dive. I think High Dive has one of the better oh. video players. The only problem with High Dive is that... Because they're a smaller company, they just don't get licenses to good shows anymore. Oh, sure. Yeah. They had, like, one or two, like, okay, I, I'll give them credit. Like, three or four seasons of, like, pretty solid stuff, right? Um, okay. Stuff that, you know, people were not necessarily uh, as, as enthused about picking up or, like, secondary licenses. So they had, you know, stuff like um, uh, Shoujo Kakaki Review Starlight, which was uh, a, a very sort mm. of heavily underrated yeah. show. They had um, Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season, which obviously we 
never ended up finishing, but was fascinating, and I want to uh-huh. come back to it someday. Um, <laughs> but like stuff like that, where like um, I was actually legitimately kind of excited to watch it, and uh, but now they don't really have anything that interesting, which is a, a crying shame. But like. <laughs> Can you really blame them? Like, Crunchyroll has enough money to, like, bankroll its own anime now, which is... Literally. Don't don't <laughs> get me wrong. That's actually really cool. And I'm, like... It is very cool. glad for that. Um, obviously, there's the problem of Crunchyroll not paying its translators a living <laughs> wage. But, you know, we all make mistakes under the terrible oppressive system that is capitalism. Um, but, like, <laughs> the thing is that, like, these sites don't really have an excuse for being as bad as they are right exactly if if capitalism really makes better products and you know is innovation through competition ah i'm sorry to say bud but it don't really seem to be working right uh there is something horribly wrong with what's going on with these streaming sites and the way that their competition is working it kind of reveals something um which is that when people talk about like innovation through competition they assume that everything is an equal playing field when in reality it, it never is or has historically been that way right Mm -hmm. the thing about you know uh businesses is that some businesses are bigger than others when you get to be a big business you can spend more money than other businesses if you can spend more money you just become better by force of having more money so even if your streaming site is absolutely garbage if you own the licenses to every show that people want to watch they're going to sign up for your service and Correct. there's no way around that by just making a better product, right? This is the thing about... Um, right. This is, for instance, the thing about, like, the Epic Game Store or Steam in mm-hmm. comparison to a site like GOG. Like, mm-hmm. GOG is, is, kind, is, like, pretty well regarded as one of the, like, better game-buying platforms, but nobody ever buys from it because Steam has, Steam has like, everything, and people don't right. want to leave Steam. And then Epic Games gets around this by having so much money that they can just buy games. And they're like, no Steam for you for one year, right? Right, like, exclusivity, yeah. Yeah, like that's the only real way to make any sort of competition happen, right? Like if you're not, if you're not sniping the biggest shows of this season, you're not getting anywhere no matter how good your video player is. Right, and and likewise, people complain about how janky the Epic Store is, and right, it how sucks. they it's didn't so even have garbage. a they didn't even have a shopping cart for the longest time. Oh, I don't so even bad. know if they do now. Oh, they don't. They do not. <laughs> okay, great. Well, the, there you go. And so, again, it's not promoting any kind of innovation in the product. It's just like if these companies were buying little mini monopolies, right? Yeah, yeah, By absolutely. buying this product. This product is singular in its uniqueness. You can only get this one product. There's nothing like it. <laughs> and so they take that and you don't have the product anymore. You might have something that's kind of, you know, maybe a little kind of parallel-ish, but it's not going to be the same. And, and so what's the point? Right. It's not, at, at the end of the day, it is going to be who has the money and the uh, resources to buy the biggest best thing and then everyone else is fighting for the scraps and you know the audience is left to pay everyone (laughs) like this is the thing where like sure you can carve yourself out a little little like you know a little niche and you know you can uh focus on like certain kinds of content that get ignored by mainstream publishers like for instance if you were like a streaming site and you were like okay we're gonna like really focus on getting like 
LGBTQ forward anime, right? Like that's mm. a much smaller pool to draw from and one that is like arguably more compelling to to a very like, you know, certain uh subset of of anime fans. And mm. sure, you can build something that way, but you are never ever going to build anything that can compete with like a company like Netflix unless yeah. you are also a big company like Netflix. Right. Right. Unless you are already a huge company. <laughs> like un- unless you are unless you are like Tencent who owns like 10% <laughs> of like the internet at this point, right? Yes. It is yeah. <laughs> categorically impossible to make a quote unquote better product because, you know, that's just not how it works, realistically speaking. Right. 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 So like yeah, I mean, at that point, piracy becomes quite the compelling option. Like, piracy was probably way down, like, a couple years ago when streaming services were largely, like, largely had the same catalogs, right? Yes, that's true. They they overlapped in catalogs, and they were also, even though they were still pretty new, they let you do stuff like buffer the video or download the actual source media, and so then you didn't have to stream live and have it be super inconvenient and <laughs> right yeah i mean yeah I, I mean to be fair like god god knows crunchy Crunchyroll stayed on flash player for way too long oh the flash <laughs> like i don't i don't know if you remember this but like i remember do you remember when the entire internet and their grandma Move to HTML5, and then Crunchy will, <laughs> will still over here like, oh, you have to download yeah. an update for, for like, yeah. Flash. And it's like, what? What do you do? <laughs> Crunchyroll, it's not 2006 anymore. You can't just have, you can't just have a Flash player. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, it, it, I really can't blame anybody for pirating anime nowadays considering what it what the landscape looks like how bleak right. I mean, it is yes there is there's a minor inconvenience with pirating sites where you have a lot of just this deluge of inappropriate ads right, yeah. everywhere in order to support the the hosting and and whatnot but that is such a minor inconvenience compared to the actual player and the streaming services like or the the streaming site working Right, they have the whole they have the whole catalog. They have a player that works. You can mute and unmute and change the volume without, <laughs> you know, without having to mute the entire video first. You know, it it so it's convenient in in multiple senses of that the the site works. There's the full catalog, and you'll get an entire. You, they have a way of like exposing you to anime that you might not even know remotely about because they have it on their features page they'll show right. all sorts of different anime like what's currently airing what's the most popular of all time different genres etc cetera, etc cetera. and i haven't seen streaming sites that quite do it as well they try granted but it 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 just because they by nature have to offer only what they're limited to on their sites you will never get exposed to like, uh, you know, the plethora of anime that actually exists out there that you might actually really enjoy. Yeah, frankly, frankly speaking, it's a little, it's a little in, like, <laughs> you're a little bit like, wait, what? It's a little incredulous to me, honestly, that um, it is 
so much easier to watch anime on on a pirate website sometimes like yes sometimes it takes so like little effort compared to what what you have to wrangle like funimation for for instance right um (laughs) and like like geez come on guys like the pirates built a better website right like this, this is one of those things where like if you offer, and this is one of the kind of traditionally uh, understood arguments, which is that if your service, which you know you're asking people to pay for, is a better service than piracy, then people will pay for it. Um, Correct. Obviously, there's the little caveat that, like, y- you know, uh, th- it's sort of more complicated now because uh, <laughs> one mm-hmm. website's not very good to, uh, you know. Uh, the licenses are are kind of split all over the place, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but like that 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 adage kind of holds true, right? Like it's it's people don't want inconvenience. Like people don't yeah. want to have to wrangle with something. They don't want to have to go to like eight hundred different websites to watch something. They if they can just watch something like everything they want to watch on one website, like they will, right? Yeah. Like that that's the thing. Like that maybe if that were the case, then like you could perhaps build an argument to say that you know you would pay for the better service but like i mean at the end of the day like we're being held hostage right like i feel like piracy is a a an appropriate sort of response to literally our media being held hostage (laughs) yeah and and like i should be clear here right like this is the thing about anime is anime is in my opinion fairly unambiguous right it is not like uh for instance um for instance it is not like books right uh because that was kind of the controversy about the internet archive thing which is that like books obviously um are made by one person or, or a small team of people depending on what kind of book it is and when you are one person who makes uh books right uh it can feel like a personal attack on you if somebody decides to pirate your book because you're you're basically like you can personally see one-on-one, like, a sale that is, is, is getting away from you. Obviously, it's a little bit of a fallacy because, like, they might not have bought the book in the first place. Um, and, like, really, when you think about it, right, this is less a problem with, like, um, where... Uh, this is less a problem with, like, showing support for things and more about, like, we should probably address the sort of system that makes these things like that makes an adversarial relationship between uh consumers of media slash pirates and and people who make media right right like that's that's the big thing which is that like if you are upset about people like stealing your sales etc 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 um you know obviously like yeah that can feel pretty bad and like sure nobody is entitled to any specific piece of media right like it's not my it's not my God-given right to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, for instance, but like, <laughs> um, but, uh, but on the other hand, it's like, well, who, who's really putting you in, in that position in the first place where you have to contend with pirates, right? Is it, is it the pirate who's like some poor, like, schlup like me who just like has like $5 in their bank account? Or, or is it maybe the like multi-million or billion dollar company that is in charge of managing your thing and distributing your thing uh that is making it so difficult for people to uh, obtain your thing that they just like have to pirate it right like that's 
that's kind of the thing, right, it, about the anime industry uh, overall, which is... Right. When you think about it, anime mm-hmm. is such a big industry. Where does yes. all that money go? Because it, <laughs> it obviously isn't going to the animators. We've known that for, for decades, yes. right? Yes. And, like, mm-hmm. it... Animation is one of those, um, t- and this is this happens with actually with any creative medium. Um, like it happens with animation, it happens with writing and publishing. It happens with um, uh, obviously the video game industry is is a big one under fire right now. But like people's passions for things get exploited. People look at mm-hmm. a golden age of anime that may or may not have existed and say, like, this is when Hideaki Anno made Neon Genesis Evangelion. Don't you want to be like Hideaki Anno? And it's like. Okay, I also I would also like to be paid money so that I can exist as a person, rent a place to sleep at night and eat food. Uh, I don't feel like I'm asking for too much there, right? Like, right. At at the end of the day, um, people's passions are are being exploited, and one has to wonder where all the money is is going. Like, mm-hmm. is the problem with us in the West pirating media and not showing support? Or, or, or maybe, maybe the problem is that like all of these corporations kind of pay their animators beans. Like, right? You can't, <laughs> you can't just, you can't just point at people like not paying for something and say, "Hey, how dare you not pay for that thing?" When like you look at a bunch of people who are paid quite a lot of money not paying their animators, and obviously it is not necessarily that straightforward. But also, maybe on some level it is, right? Like, Mm -hmm. anime makes so much money. It makes so much money. It it is so big. Where is all that money going? Where where is it going, right? One has to wonder. You have to think about it. (laughs) So, If you you want to support the anime industry and you're very passionate about buying merch and and all and the the blu-rays and all that stuff you have to think about where your money is going right and And, whether it's actually reaching the intended place and then and and like kind of to do with like uh more about distribution but like because these you know pieces of media are distributed by companies they will not distribute to places that they will not make money. So, for instance, if you happen Mm -hmm. to live in certain countries, you won't Mm -hmm. be able to watch anything legally anyway. Right? So region it's like, lock. <laughs> yeah, region lock is is terrible because one, there's just there's no oceans on the internet. Like, and I get it. Like, there are different <laughs> laws surrounding things, and this seems like a very complicated space to navigate. Um, but like for some people, it is legitimately not an option to watch any anime at all except yep. for via piracy. So like, yes. I mean, I really can't be mad about people pirating when it's the only choice. Like. Think about how long Neon Genesis Evangelion was not available to view legally in any form whatsoever in the United States. It was like 20 or 30 years, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah, people had to bootleg VHSs and then get some weird fan subs online right. and just and, do it that way. <laughs> and like, Evangelion is one of the biggest anime of, of all time. To the point where, like, pretty much everybody who was in Western anime spheres knew about it, despite the fact that it was not, it is not available. Like, you can, you can right. directly kind of, and like, you know, this is kind of, um, sort of a different case, but like, very similar, um, is something like Cowboy Bebop, which was a commercial flop in Japan, 
but like gained a cult following in the United States um, after it was after it was dubbed. And mm -hmm. like when you let media have a chance to shine in in other markets, you might find hidden gems where where there were none right. otherwise. Right. Right. Exactly. Like people in Japan didn't didn't really like Cowboy Bebop for for quite a long time until like they realized it was actually like quite popular uh, overseas and. You know, it would kind of be a shame if something like that were to fall through the cracks just because someone just decided, like, as a business decision, we're not going to, like, distribute this, right? Right, Which is, like, and, and that, that happens sucks. all the time. Yeah. That happens all the time with so many Japanese media, like, so many games, so many shows, all of that. Like, yeah, there are really great products out there that just don't get distributed and shown. Don't even get me started on how many Ace Attorney games are not translated <laughs> into English. My God. <laughs> I will be here talking forever. But yeah, like, <laughs> like, and it, it's funny because like for, um, I don't actually even know if, if like, yeah, like when I think about it, like something like Ace Attorney Investigations was like the second game in that series was never translated into English. Um, Daigyakuten Saiban was never translated into English. Um, I think there was like one or two other ones, but like, yeah. I think there was even a sequel to Die Gyakuten Saiban, but like, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty bad when your your one sort of link is is piracy. And I mean, like, to be fair, like when I experienced Danganronpa, I watched Let's Plays and I watched somebody translate it like week to week. Like, wow. So you you know, um, that game didn't even exist in the Western sphere until right. that Let's Play came right. out and people learned about it. And yeah. now all of the games are released in English on most major platforms, right? Yeah. There is an argument to be made that, that those games came here because of piracy, I guess you could call it, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and obviously, uh, there are certain other conversations to, to be had. I mean, really, when you think about it, piracy is the grand tradition of anime. Like, <laughs> people have been recording live broadcast anime forever. Yeah. As, as long as people have had the capability of recording at home, they have, like, they have taped anime. It is a legitimate part of, like, otaku sort of history <laughs> to talk about taping shows. <laughs> Like it's it was really like no and like the thing is that um that was the that was the way that people got anime here for the longest time like yeah back in 2011 when Madoka Magica was still airing you were getting commercials you were you were getting Japanese commercials while you were watching that show like yeah like the morning rescue was was real like um, and look at how far we've come in in nine years we've come yeah. far enough for the industry to to explode and and grow massively and then decide to atomize into little little itty bitty smithereens right for the rest and you of have time. to think about as desperately as the industry tries to kill off piracy so much of their fan base is due to piracy is the fact that they had fans who were exposed to this media due to free sites free fan subs Right, and then they then decided that they were going to go and support the official licensed product by buying it. Mm -hmm. If they did, they weren't exposed to it in the first place. They wouldn't have known about it in order to buy it. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and, and like, the, at the end of the day, right, like, um, piracy is a problem because entertainment is an industry. Like, mm. piracy is not a problem in a world where, like, media is a commodity to be secreted away and only distributed to those who, who buy in with, with money, right? Like, if we lived in a world that really, like, actually valued the arts and valued the arts as as a um as a kind of way of being human and we kind of didn't have to focus on making money all the time we would get much better pieces of anime we would get much better novels because people aren't stressed out about eating all the time so like right piracy is a problem and it's mostly like Really, I would argue that it is it is kind of a a pathologized problem, um, like, or I guess I should it's it, it's pathologized as a problem, right? It, it's not yes, necessarily yes. a problem in the mm-hmm. abstract until you bring in the conditions of of people who work under brutal working conditions and don't get paid their dues. Like that's obviously a problem, and like when possible, you should show support. Um, because we don't, we obviously don't live in a world where we, we value the arts as, as, an, as an art, right? Yeah. Um, and we don't live in a world where people are compensated fairly for the work that they put in. But, right. And yeah. so you should do what you can to show your support for those people who are living in those conditions now. Um, but at the same time, one, sometimes they don't let us, right? Like, yeah. I mean, really, how do we reach them? <laughs> really, like, what what can we do as individuals? And the problem is that it's not a problem. It's not a problem that can be solved by by individuals. Piracy is a problem that is kind of uh, it is a problem in the way that many of um, American ills are characterized as a problem, which is to say, it is it is uh, considered a moral failing and not like anything other than that right it's it's basically right. saying tut tut how dare you steal food from the mouths of animators and like meanwhile <laughs> mr like fat stacks is over here like counting yeah. like wads of cash and is like eating like, right six laying off pounds of walnuts right. at, at a mm-hmm. time so like mm-hmm. it, right it, it is like piracy is is one of those things that um is an easy problem for people to point at because it says this is a problem because you individually are contributing to a problem when in reality the problem is actually like larger and systemic and and yes. like endemic to the structures that we we live under right um right you can and should show your support whenever possible um it's not always possible but like you know if you watch like if you put one more view on on like a an episode of an anime on like crunchyroll or whatever like Sure, it, it's something. Um, but at the end of the day, you really wonder, like, what is the actual difference between me paying $5 a month to Crunchyroll and, like, not paying $5 a month to Crunchyroll? Because, like, it's pretty small. Like, you as a person are not going to have a huge impact, right? And you can make an argument saying, like, well, you know, sure, but, like, that's when you build, like, a um, a movement, it's, it's about... Uh, you know, what one person can do in conjunction with many other people. 
Um, but I mean, I guess in regards to that, I would say, have you ever looked at any video game boycott ever? Because they don't, <laughs> they don't work. When people vote with their wallets, it doesn't really work. And that's not even to begin by saying like, um, that's not even begin to touch on all of the problems with like consumer activism and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but just like, people are just really bad at boycotting and sometimes it's worthless. And obviously like, I'm not saying you shouldn't boycott things. I, I don't think you should necessarily buy products that come from people who are directly shown to be um, harmful, right? Like transphobic, yes. homophobic, uh, racist, misogynist, etc. Right. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man. Um, I, people once decided they would boycott Modern Warfare 2 on PC because there weren't going to be dedicated servers and literally like half of the people in that boycott group just ended up buying the game and playing it anyway. So, like, really, <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, this is, if we're going to have any kind of meaningful um, discussion about something uh, or meaningful action, it, it, I don't know if it should be financially abstaining because people are, one, very bad at that, and two, it should really more be about financially supporting the people who are, are victims of that system. Yes. In an ideal world, we wouldn't have piracy, which is why we we don't technically, you know, advocate or support. We do not. You know, the official stance of the podcast is we do not necessarily exactly. advocate for you to go pirate. Correct. However, dot, we dot, do dot. recognize that it is a necessary solution for certain media out there. That if in an ideal world, animators and all creators alike were treated with <laughs> you know living rights <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the yeah. ability to support themselves properly and they were able to just create at their freedom then yeah we wouldn't need piracy because the their media would then be able to be properly distributed without being throttled by different companies and then distributed piecemeal right now so <laughs> I will I will say this um, as uh, what I assume to be kind of a closing uh, note on the sort of whole piracy thing uh, in general, mm -hmm. which is that there is actually now now that Crunchyroll is bankrolling its own anime, there is quite a compelling reason to actually give them your money um, because they are actually working on getting shows that uh, either would not normally be made into anime, like Korean webtoons, like, for instance, um, like Tower of God, which air aired recently, and uh, God of High School, which is uh, airing right now, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, it's still airing yes. right now. Um, right, like, those are, those are very popular Korean webtoons, but there's very, fairly little chance that they would actually be adapted into uh, an anime, despite the fact that their sort of um, stylistic cues come very much from anime. So it's, very cool of Crunchyroll to to bankroll that stuff, and plus Crunchyroll has a lot of shows coming out that are like projects that are legitimately exciting for one reason or another, right? Where they're like more independent studios, um, they're uh, people from diverse backgrounds, like at the head of creation of these things, right? These are shows that are made with you know diversity and inclusion, kind of at the forefront of their thought process when, when they make something, which is very important because, like, you know, there is obviously something to be said about the fact that, you know, anime that comes out of Japan, people are always just like, ah, you know, it's, like, not diverse. Well, it's like, yeah, but, like, they're also Japanese people. And in, in an American context, that takes a very different um, space, right? There's yeah. A, there is an argument to be made about Japan's homogenization and 
how they depict people who uh, don't appear to be Japanese. Like, for instance, the very, very historically pretty bad portrayal of black characters, um, the historically yeah. very racist portrayal of Brazilians um, as, as yeah. an immigrant class in, um, in, in Japan, uh, those are very much something to, to consider. Um, but it's very cool that we now have essentially independent studios being funded to make projects that actually like kind of um, come from a, a lineage of anime, but yeah, mm-hmm. are made uh, by people who wanted to see themselves in anime and and are bringing that kind of idea forward. And it's it's just very cool that they get a chance to to do that because like before. The hurdle was very, very large, right? You had to get oh, yeah, approved for like a television mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. slot. You had to mm-hmm. make sure you abided by what the investors wanted. Mm-hmm. You had to basically be afraid of not being renewed. Um, whereas with Crunchyroll, it's it's a lot of like these kind of more independent projects, um, and that's very cool to see. So there's a very real argument for giving them your money. Obviously. I would not be upset with you if you decided not to on the basis of the fact that they don't really pay their translators, which is another issue entirely, (laughs) um, the issue of translation and invisible labor, uh, and translation as an invisible labor that people don't really think about, but like, you know, translation's fucking extremely necessary, right? Um, And it is is a link between you and, and what you're watching. Yes, exactly. I, uh, yeah, it's not all entirely bleak. There are some things that some streaming services are doing correct and i do think that we should definitely support them in those kinds of endeavors but that doesn't mean that there's not still a long way to go (laughs) right now all that being said um there is a way to support animators in the industry um in in japan which is uh donating to the animators dormitory project um it's been around for quite quite a a bit of time now um and Mm -hmm. it has traditionally been the thing that people kind of point to when they're like, so, like, what do we do now, right? So, you know, if right. if you want to support them, like, maybe, and this is this is kind of funny, but, like, maybe just take your, like, Funimation or Crunchyroll subscription and just, like, slide it that oh, Power move. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, they support new animators in the industry who, I believe, get paid maybe less than 10,000 US dollars the equivalent yeah they're basically they're basically like glorified (laughs) interns but they have to do the full-time work of yes full employees which is to to live in Tokyo yeah yeah yep yep capitalism is the um, same everywhere you go right and so this dormitory project helps pay for certain things like utilities gives them a roof over their head just gives them more peace of mind so that they can actually work without having to worry if they're going to eat the next day. <laughs> right. It is it is one of those things that is like it will not fix the structural problems in the industry but it will alleviate the suffering of those who you know need it, which is right. I think always kind of a noble thing to do. So Yeah, and hopefully when they're able to establish themselves as animators, they're able to push that kindness forward and and maybe help future animators who were in the same you know uh, position as them and it's all we can do really right now <laughs> i mean yeah until we like you know burn down the system it's it's about all we can do <laughs> I mean, until the movement <laughs> listen i'm i'm not gonna lie like 
looking at what's happening outside right now, um, we're getting pretty close to needing that. Like, it is <laughs> a very scary time to be alive. Um, and, like, God, I really, I just, I don't like to dwell on it too much um, in, term, in terms of, like, on the podcast. Because, uh, like, <laughs> I really don't want to spread doom to people, right? Because I, I personally think that, like, it is very important not to give into the the doom and gloom uh mentality oh, yeah and um, yeah and we're here to provide a bit of entertainment ourselves so right we don't want to like, drag everything you know, down obviously <laughs> I, i've taken to like doom scrolling twitter before i go to bed too doom scrolling. Um, yeah Do, you know it used to be it used to be like when you like browse like uh like the like politics forums or whatever and you see all the, sure. the bleak things people believe uh but now it's just scrolling through Twitter. It's just doom scrolling. It's the same diff, you know? Um, you don't every, have to go out and look for it anymore. You just have it there for you. Right every day we, we march forward into a perpetual abyss and we just hope <laughs> that the light of those around us is bright enough to guide the way. <laughs> so, uh Yeah. On that bleak note, I suppose, um, support support uh, animators in the industry. Support the industry yeah. where possible, but also recognize that the industry is is really doing you nor the workers no favors whatsoever. <laughs> they don't owe you anything, and they will give you as little as possible for as much as possible. Yeah. Corporations is, don't need you to defend them. They, they don't do, have feelings. They do not. Corporations, unfortunately, <laughs> do not have feelings because if they did, my God, might the world look different. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> when, when we decided that uh, corporations are people in the United States, it did not magically turn them into people with feelings and empathy. Um, so, unlucky. We'll try again next time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's been that's been us uh what are you what are you up to Renu? where can we find you on the internet oh my god <laughs> yeah you can find me on uh twitter and tumblr and twitch all at swan drawn you can find me on instagram at swan dot drawn i have been streaming commission work lately so if you want to hang out and chill and uh, art and stuff that's that's me that's what i'll be doing very nice <laughs> yeah what about you um, you can find me all places at literal soup. I finally made some progress on that on that essay that I I talked Yo. about like two or three months ago. I yeah, um, yeah. It's been eating a hole in my brain, like just actively eating oh. a hole in my brain. Um, I'm okay. trying to get it done before like my next kind of work assignment rolls around, um, so that mm. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, I sure. I'm not gonna make any promises. I'm not gonna make any promises about when it's gonna come out. Soon, TM. That is all I can say. Okay. Yep. We'll look forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Something that has been uh I've been thinking about for uh like months now. Oh <laughs> for various oh. reasons. For various reasons. Well good. Um I'll I mean, I'm really not gonna be up to much. Oh, I did forget to mention this during the um the uh uh catch up a bit, but Hololive English dropped, which is uh you will know if you are a frequent member of our server. Um I will just post <laughs> <laughs> out of context screen caps of what's happening in the streams. Um, and it's interesting. I have some thoughts about it, but uh, okay. that's neither here nor there so that I don't have to, you know, edit that into the old mix, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, that's, 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 what we've, uh, that's what we're up to. That's where you can find us on the internet. Um, the 
Patrons we are thanking this month are Evan, Cheru, Frostfall, Magpie Mirtest, Sean, Claire, and Dylan. Thank you so much for your support. It really, yeah, really, thank really, you guys. really, really means a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you everyone for uh, listening. Our opening is by Scott T. Network. Our ending is by Taco Okada. And I suppose we will see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>